Attention, attention, attention. Where are my ladies at? <laughs> Where are my Latin X ladies at? I got something y'all might want to hear. <laughs> okay! Let me put y'all on to Que Mami Inc., an organization soon to be nonprofit put together by Lizbeth Pradermo to serve as a network for Latina women in our communities. If you are a mommy and are looking to make a difference in your community through business, arts, or politics, then check this network out for some empowerment, unity, and opportunities to network. Follow them on Instagram at que underscore mommy underscore inc or email info at gemami.org to start receiving their newsletter informing you of their exciting upcoming events. <laughs> Y'all already know. Gay Mommy Inc. is currently accepting any donations to help them become a nonprofit organization. Welcome back, welcome back. This is Serving to a Yo, what it do with your boy Brew, and I'm coming for you. <laughs> and this week I have a special guest with me. What's going on, guys? It's your girl Jenny. Hey, hey, hey. So. So, welcome back for Serving 2. You can catch this every Thursday, bringing your favorite Caldero Talk. Caldero Talk is a part of the show where we introduce you to any guest, if we have any, bring up our deep topic, and everyone chimes in to dissect and discuss, followed by Reposal. Reposal is how we will close the episode, leaving you all with some positive affirmations, shout-outs, and any announcements that need to be made. With that being said, let's begin. Let's go. Caldero Talk. Alrighty, we're going to go right into this Caldero Talk. Y'all already know this week's Caldero Talk is going to be a little short and sweet, but it is a conversation that I feel needed to be had. Um, I wanted to talk about like positivity and its complications, um, especially with us in the Latino community who like we were raised with such we were raised with parents who had such strong mindsets on what life should be and like breaking that down. And how mm -hmm. does that like transfer to being an adult and, and making us change the way that we're thinking now, um, which kind of goes into the first question, which is how is your mindset changed from when you were being raised whether it be positive, whether it be negative, uh, whatever it may be, how has that changed from when you were raised and, and the things that you were put on? Um, for me, I grew up with a single mom. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't know my dad. I never met him. Um, so she, and, and I want to say too, like she never really like put it out there that my dad was a piece of shit. Like, she never put that in my head. Yeah. Um, so I kind of, like, just realized that growing up. But it's tough to be raised with a single mom because you have her trying to play both roles. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So trying to find the balance between being a tough parent and being affectionate and showing that nurturing side. And I think there was an off balance there. My mom was more structured and strict, and so I didn't get a lot of, like, that affection growing up. It was always, like, I was always being reprimanded for something, like, don't do that, don't do this, go clean your room. Like, mm. it was never... It was, yeah, I can see what you're it saying. It was, like, never a nurturing, like, relationship. Yeah. 
And I don't blame her for it because she did the best she could with what she knew. Exactly. And this also... I stay preaching that. People don't believe it. (laughs) And this also ties back to like how she was raised. You know what I'm saying? She didn't have the greatest... um, She didn't grow up with the greatest values. And my freaking grandfather was a piece of shit. I'm going to state that clearly and plain. Like, he was a drunk and I've witnessed many things that he did to her. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was put in those positions at a young age. Mm -hmm. So I also saw that. That, with that, and not having my father in my life, like, I didn't have a lot of great male role models. Yeah. So that definitely, like, affected my psych and my mentality in being, like, positive or whatever. But where am I going with this? <laughs> um, you don't realize how much you suppress a lot of that, and how much you like, yeah. So you go through Hold these that back, take it in. Mm-hmm, you go through these different experiences with different peoples. You make your mistakes. You learn from yourself and those mistakes, and you reach a certain point where you have a breakthrough. And, like, I was always, like, you know, that quiet girl. Like, I was very observant. Yeah. I'm, like, I never really, like, I wasn't the talker. Like, I wasn't that kid that was, like, like, the loud kid in the room, you know. I was never that kid. Like, I was very quiet to myself. An observer. Even that, till this day, I'm observing. <laughs> yep. Like, I will not speak to you until I kind of have, like, a... <laughs> a good I, sense of a where good you sense, are. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, that kind of, like, plays to, like, how your mindset works. And, like, being that shy kid, I had to, like, break myself out of that as well. Like, my mother never let me play with kids outside. Mm-hmm. I was always, like, very sheltered. I was, like, in my room all the time. She used to send me to the room to, like, try to punish me. And I'm, like, okay, I'm always in my room I'm anyways. I'm always here. I'm good. <laughs> yes, I'm going to my room. <laughs> so I was, like, a reader. I always read. Like, like it, I was always in my head. But I still had, like, challenges. Yeah. Like, especially being social. Yeah. I had, like, social anxiety. It's very real. From that. Not being able to socialize with kids of my age or whatever and I had to learn that in the workplace having to like put myself out there and actually have conversations take that that extra stuff (laughs) (laughs) um really like bring myself out there um but that being said like you go through like you experience a lot of people and how do you uh keep that mindset pure like how do you manage to deal like especially me being the shy person having to deal with reactive energies and people coming at me mm-hmm. and i haven't necessarily dealt with that and i'm just like uh, 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 exactly <laughs> like <laughs> how do i express myself in that way and and still be positive exactly i like i learned a lot i really i really have learned a lot and you really have to focus on your mental. Yeah. I kind of didn't... Uh, I should have started off with this, actually. I wanted to give a backstory. So the reason why I thought you were like a good match for... And I still think you're a good match for this episode was because 
Like, when I first met Jenny, like, my energy was just so off. It was. And you were very quick to just be like, you're just such a negative person. And I was like, uh, I don't like that. (laughs) (laughs) And I I was just like, because there would be times at work where a customer would, like, fuck him up, like, and it would just consume me. It would consume me. And he was just, like, sitting in this rage. And I'm like... Well, maybe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, maybe if you didn't let them get to you, then mm-hmm. you probably wouldn't have, you know, carried this energy throughout your entire shift. And it's always been... It's like, you took it personal. It's always been like that. Like, ever since I can remember, I always took everything personal. But then you gave me this book of, like, the positivity book, mm-hmm. and I read it, and I was like, I thought that was such a sweet, like, little gesture, and I was like, Wow. And I always reference the book, um, The Four Agreements. Mm-hmm. I feel like I wonder, I everyone should read this book. The Four Agreements? The Four Agreements. And one of the agreements is don't take anything personally. That's not that Yeah. <laughs> I think... Um, For me, in that book, I had to... I dealt with don't take anything personally and don't make any assumptions the most. Okay. I always assumed. And that would like literally always leave me in a state of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Disappointment. Mm. I always found myself disappointed with people because I didn't openly communicate my needs. Even still, I struggle with that sometimes. Okay. I could see that. I feel like, um, just like you were the first person to really be like positive. Yeah. And especially in that you really caught Workspace. me in a good place. You yeah, caught, you, like... You caught me when I was, like, going through my own personal journey. She was just like, journey. why are you so mad? And I'm like, leave me alone. Like I said, I'm, I'm like... When I was in that process and going through my journey, I was literally unfuckwithable. I was doing the inner work, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was working on myself and what I needed to let go of. Because a lot of um your personal journey is letting go of things that, like, don't serve you. And I didn't understand that at that time. It wasn't until I left to New York that I thought about you and I had, I actually didn't read the book until I was already living in New York. And it was a very small book. It was probably yeah. like 30 pages or something, but it was a book about positivity. It was a very cute little thing. And I read it and I was like, yo, Jenny's really like, she's really <laughs> out here. <laughs> she's doing it. She's doing it. And it's very rare to find people like that, especially in this city, yeah. to find people who are just rolling on their own thing. And like you said, I'm fuck with the book because that's really the, it's not that you just said that. Because you wanted to have this little title. Like, you really were unfuckwithable. Like, nobody can ever... Nobody can get Jenny mad. Like, it was so, like... Nothing ever got Jenny mad. Um, Because they say, like... You had a very clear understanding of, like... mm -hmm. That's... It's like, once you distinguish your stuff with somebody else's stuff... Like, you don't know what they're going through. Exactly. And that person putting on that negative energy to you has nothing to do with you. Whatever they may got going on, that has nothing to do with you. So you shouldn't even be reactive. Yeah. If you feel good today, you feel good today. Like, whatever that person is bringing on, send them mm. off with peace. Send them off with peace and light. I'm like, I always, like, mention this story, too, at work. It's like, this dude came in. You can already tell. Like, his demeanor was, like, low, negative. He was just, like, not having it, like... He ordered a iced coffee, light ice. I guess I didn't put enough light ice in there. 
<laughs> because I saw homeboy go to the condiment bar and scoop the ice out of the cup and throw it in the garbage. Then comes back to my handoff plane and it's like, can I get more coffee in this? And I was like, no problem. <laughs> like, no problem. Like, I didn't have like Don't a, be offended by yeah, it because it had nothing to do it with It had you. nothing to do with me. I'm like, People, I, I didn't have a sarcastic tone. I was just like, you know. People don't get that. I was like, you know what? Have a nice day. And People. that threw him off. That really threw him off that I told him to have a nice day after he just did some fuck shit right and now. And you didn't say it in a tone that was yeah, like and I very... Did not, I did not say it. Because I would have been like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yup. <laughs> I know. I'd be catching like a lot of people at work too with their little condescending tones. And I'm like, you need to not do that. Yeah. This is why the they came back at you in this way. Um, going back to uh, the, the first question, I, I want to say that when I was when I was being raised, I was being raised my, like my mother. Same similar story to you. Um, you know, she was very strict with us. Same way, like I couldn't go outside, I couldn't hang out, I couldn't do nothing. I had to stay home, cleaning, taking care of my little brother, and like focusing on that and helping her out. And that mindset of just being by yourself all the time, you know, with the exceptions of like hanging out with my cousin Shakira, like it was just always just me at home. Right. Or talking to, I would have friends who I would talk on the phone, but I could never go to the movies or I couldn't uh, sleep over anyone's house or anything that just wasn't allowed. So it was like growing up, I always wanted to feel like I was, I could fit in. Right. You wanted to be seen. I wanted, yeah, I wanted to be seen. I wanted to be heard. And, you know, I started dancing and then I fell into this group of friends that, you know, although they are great people, they just weren't the right group of friends for me. But at the time I couldn't see it. And a lot of people would tell me like, you know, you're not being yourself. And I'm like, well, I feel like I'm doing pretty good. So mind your neck. (laughs) But had I listened, you know, I would have probably ended up a little bit better in my life. Not that my life is so bad, but, um... You know, just that mentality while I was with them, it was very negative. Mm. And it was very much the same way. Like, I was just a people pleaser. I was that friend that was just, like, down for anything. Even though I knew knew that whatever we were going to do might be illegal, might be... But I was just like, I'm down. I'm down. Because I don't want to be turned away like how I was at home. I don't want to be restricted. I want to be that kid that's down. And, you know, as I got older, I was like, I don't really like this. Like, I feel like I'm not being myself. And through my 20s, like, I ended up with another group of friends and doing the exact same thing. Just, they were a little bit more uplifting and positive for Mm -hmm. some points. But it was still a very negative environment between all of that, all of us and our connection. You know, and then now I'm just like, all of that has changed. I'm not super positive but like now it's true like what you say like i think about things like that if someone's giving me an attitude i'm just like well i didn't do anything like i'm having a great a great day this has nothing to do with me i used to be upset to add on to that is we're human we are gonna react sometimes but it's our responsibility to check ourselves Mm -hmm. check ourselves why did we react this way why did i let this person get me out of my zone you know what i'm saying and it also like control yourself because hmm. i would lash out like there there are people and i apologize that i have lashed out on and it just was like now looking back i'm like it's never that serious right Ruben. and that could have just been something you were dealing with 
It was a person. It, it really was in your personal life. When I analyzed the situation, I'm like, I just wasn't mentally in a place. And you wasn't given that space to express that exactly. yet. You haven't. You never allowed yourself to feel. So, like, the minute an opportunity came where you can express your, like, where you can release that emotion, it you re- like- you just released it in a. <laughs> in- Fuck you. <laughs> In a toxic way, was, but you know, like yeah, and for a lot, a long point in my life, I was deemed and I was viewed as this very negative and toxic person. Right. Like people were like, you know, don't fuck with him. Like he's he starts trouble. He does this, and I'm like, I never have been in a fight. I've never done anything, but I just, I also was very outspoken, and that I will never change. Yeah. I'm very outspoken. If I don't like something, I'm gonna say I don't like it. I'm gonna tell you the reasons why I don't like it. That I definitely grew into. Yeah, and because I, growing up and being told to shut up all the time, oh, that shit definitely affects you. Yeah, and it's like those are things that my mom did. Like she did let us like have that. Like yeah. you know, be outspoken, speak up for yourself. If you don't find like there'd be times where I was hanging out with people and they were gonna do some crazy shit, and I was just like, I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. They're like, Oh, why you're whack? Da da da. So let me be whack. Like I'm good. I'm not. Putting my life in risk because you want to be down. like It's like, I don't blame my mother for the way that she raised me and my sister. Yeah. Because we turned out great. We turned out fine. It's just now doing the emotional work that... So that you don't carry that on to the next... So we don't carry that on to the next generation. Exactly. Because there there's a lot of things that were suppressed along the way. And, and you don't realize that. And you don't realize you, that. Yeah. I was, and there, there was until like, you get older. And then you just go through this moment in your life where you're like a period in your life where you're going all of these emotions are rushing to you and all of these thoughts like, are like going through your head not having my dad around like I seeked partners that weren't ready for me emotionally and you were okay they, they weren't ready available but and then I was I couldn't understand why I was so disappointed mm-hmm. and then I had to bring myself to a point where I had to forgive him for not being there mm-hmm and I, I it's not it's not forgiving him because he wasn't in my life, because that's his loss. Yeah, that is totally. His. It's but I had to for forgive him to move on and make better choices yeah. when choosing partners. I think that a lot of a lot of people like listening to this. If you take anything away from this episode, is exactly what you just said. Like, learn to forgive people and move on from that mm-hmm. because that harboring those emotions are like. You don't realize how much Oof. that affects you. It shows up. Like, re- like yeah, you know, recently I've gone into, like, the past few years losing a lot of friends. Right. You know? But I had to have this moment last summer where I was just like, you know what? Even if they don't talk to me, even if they, I never speak to them again, it's cool, number one. Yeah. Number two, I still forgive them. It is what it is. Yeah. It is what it is. Whether I was in the wrong, whether they were in the wrong, I... I I'm forgiving, I'm forgetting, I'm moving on, I'm not harboring any of that. Yeah, that's one thing I don't do is I don't hold on to... There's just no... I just realized, like, there was no reason for it. Like, for so long, while living in New York, I was so depressed about that, those situations. And I didn't realize that. And then when I moved back home and, like, I had time to think this summer, I wasn't working. I was just home on the hammock, like, outside in the sun. And I was just, like, thinking about everything. And I'm like... You need to let that go, Ruben. Like, you need to let those people go. And before I'd be like, oh, I'm going to send them an email or a message. Well, I mean, that's part of letting them go, too. Like, sending that message. And I did, and I did that with one of my friends that I had a fallen out with. Um, she, 
she was living a whole different life now and i saw that she was like progressively becoming you know a better version of herself and you know i sent that that dm and i was like you know what like i know we had a falling out but i don't want to you know i don't want anything harboring between us like any bad blood like i wish you well in all your endeavors like and yeah. you know you just leave it at that and i i definitely did reach out to one one person because I felt like our friendship was so strong and the way that we lost it was just so stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously it wasn't received, you know, it is what it is. But I know deep down in my conscience, like I was just like, yo, it really is just what it is. And I tried and it is, I'm going to leave it at that. There's got, nothing much I can really do about that. I got a positive response and yeah, it was great. Like and then, I, I was able to move on from that, you know what I'm saying? And like, if I see you in a room, I'm not going to like feel like, awkward oh about God, it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I feel like if I was to see those people in a room, I wouldn't feel awkward either. Like, I've put, I've just, I've already put that to rest. And my mindset has just completely changed. Which goes into my next question. Um, when, as an adult, did you realize that, you know, what you had gone through growing up was affecting you and you did need to change your mindset? Like, um, I realized I was, like, a very sensitive person. Um, I cried a lot. Any little thing triggered me to cry. Jorona. Literally. <laughs> and that was just like the narrative. Like, and so I would try to hold that in, you know what I'm saying? But I, as I um, was going through my journey and learning more about myself um, and just experiencing other people who are open-minded, yeah. they made me realize that having that sense to actually cry is a, a way of releasing. So I, I allow myself to cry. I'm, I don't like seeing, I don't like people seeing me cry. Right, you're not like in public like. <laughs> <laughs> but if I need to cry it but out, I'm going to yeah. cry it out. Like if I feel that, like I need to release an emotion, whether I don't know where it's coming from, I just let it out. There's just, nothing wrong with yeah, that. Yeah, there, there's nothing wrong with that. And I feel people think that. Crying is a sign of weakness. You know which what I've I'm been saying? Told My father and wouldn't let me cry at all. Wh- at all. And that's a, hombre no llora, yeah. hombre, and I'm like, and that's a form of suppressing. But I like crying. That's you're suppressing. I feel better if I do it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you suppress so many emotions. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to work on myself because of that. I wanted to um, dig deeper. I wanted to know where all this emotion was coming from. So I had to like literally dissect every point of my life and go through what I went through with my mother, like different relationships. What was lacking? What did I need? And literally like just recognize the things that I needed for myself to move forward. To move forward. Around what age do you think like you started that journey? Um, I think I was around like 26. Yeah. It's okay. like I feel like I always had an awareness of it. But I never really did the work. Yeah. I never really, like, practiced it. It's, like, it was when I got into, like, massage therapy. I was, like, really into reading spirituality books and self-help books. And it really opened up a lot of things for me. And, like, my perception grew. And I was, like, there was a lot of things that I was reading about that I felt on a deep level. And I'm, like, oh, snap. Like, this is what I've been feeling. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, it's real. Yeah. And you really get to know yourself in that way. Um, I would say, uh, for me, 
I'd probably say like around 20, 24, 25. Um, up until I was 24, 25, I had lived a very comfortable life. And when I turned 23, I moved to New York. And like the first time I ever left Lawrence and poor, I was way poor, like working for Starbucks, making nine seventy five, and have an $800 rent and getting 20 hours a week. Like mm. I was poor. But that that gave me a lot of time to think. And I was like, you know, I really always had this mentality that I wanted to become this person, right? And I was like, in order to get there, I have to, uh, you know, obtain this mindset of these, you know, that these successful people have. Like, they think a certain way, they right. act a certain way. And I started to do the research. And then I did a dance program um, and... and it taught me so much about myself. Like I mm-hmm. cried in front of like 20 strangers that I never met because they made us sit down and they were like, you know, talk about yourself. Talk about what What do you want to say? And they came to my turn and I was just like... You never know what you need to release until you're put on the spot like yeah, that. Yeah, and like the choreographer, she's from LA, Gigi Torres, amazing. Like, And we... It came up to me and I was like, I don't have anything to say. And she was like, you don't have anything to say? Right. She's like, because the way that you dance it kind of seems like you have something to say. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, I never really thought about that. And she's like, well, think about it. And I was just like, and it it was like that meme of the little kid where he's like um, laughing at first and then starts (laughs) crying. (laughs) That was literally me. I was like, (laughs) 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 and she's like, what? Like everyone's like, oh my God, are you okay? And I was just like, I'm like, I've never sat down and thought like, what, well, what are you thinking? Mm Mm-hmm. Like, what about you? And and that moment, I learned so much about myself. And, you know, she pulled me to the side after. She's like, you know, I didn't, I didn't want to put you on the side. I didn't mean to put you on the spot. Right. And I'm like, no, I appreciate it. And she's like, you know, I, I don't want you to feel embarrassed because you were crying. I want you to understand that you are human. And even though you dance good, there's still something there that you're hiding from. Right. And she's like, and you know how I know? I don't even, she did, didn't even know who I was. And she was just like, I see it in your movement. You want to be the star of the room. Yeah. But you know what's not letting you be the star? Everything you've ever gone through. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Preach. Who the this? <laughs> and I was, I, I couldn't through, believe that. Yeah, no, I have gone through similar situations. Like being in the massage therapy world, you come across a lot of people um, that have done the healing. That's right. I forgot and, you do massage therapy yeah. as well. Uh, well, I used to. I, I don't know <laughs> if that's, you know, the path I want to take anymore, but... Um, being in that space taught me a lot because I was always mentally challenged. They were always asking me questions, like open-ended questions where I had to like really dig deep and answer. Yeah. Um, there was a, a mentor I had where that I worked with and I still love her to this day. Like I can literally talk to her about nothing, <laughs> about everything. Her name is Lynette and she would always challenge me and she would be like, well, why do you feel that way? And I was like, hmm, that's a good question. Um, I don't know why. Why are <laughs> her you that? and freaking there was another girl too, Jacqueline. Like I would always sit with her and we would exchange and she would just give me that space because especially being from Lawrence, like they don't no one ever really encourages you to talk about your feelings. Yeah. And and, and it's always like, Oh, you're being dramatic, you're being less sensitive. One or like even the way that people speak about this city to you 
And you're just like, I don't see it like that. Mm -hmm. They're like, oh, you know, you're in Lawrence. And it's just like, those are all those things tie into how you end up thinking and how you end up feeling like. Yeah. And they made it okay for me to like be able to sit in my feelings and actually like purge through it. Exactly. Purge through it. Because I've been through a lot of experiences where I've tried to like express myself emotionally and I was shut down. Mm hmm. I don't want to hear it. You're being dramatic. You're doing too much. You're doing yeah. too much. You're too sensitive. And that sucks. And I'm like, what do you mean? Yeah. How do you not talk about these things? <laughs> <laughs> how? How, Sway? I had a, you know, I did have a I'm friend. I'm like, how are we not going to be able to communicate <laughs> this way and grow? Because at the end of the day, you're really just like sitting in stagnant energy. Because yeah. you're not allowing yourself to like, you're not, yeah, to grow through these. I don't know. I had only you know one friend I can put my my finger on before that experience who did challenge me in those ways and would ask me those questions and I never would think about. I'm like, yeah. I was the one that was like, you're doing too much. You're being the most right now. Right, like, like you're, let's you're, go drink, bitch. When, you, <laughs> when you're not used to it, you're just like, what do you mean? Yeah, so it's like, like when that moment hit and all of that happened, I was just like, wow. I need to do a lot. And I started reading. And that was the first thing. Reading books on self-help. Um, not being embarrassed about it. Right. Because then people look at it as a taboo too. Like, oh, you're reading self-help. Books. And it's like, like, yeah, I'm reading self-help. I want to get better. The fuck? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I started reading. And for a while, that was my thing. I was like, okay, I'm going to read. I, I want to get more books. I want to read. Um, I want to do a lot of self-help. And then I started um, looking for blogs because obviously I was still struggling. You know, you know, the only thing I had access to was my cell phone and the internet. And I was like, how can I find something online I can read? And there was this very positive um, blog about hacking life, mm-hmm. you know, and how to build new habits and how to like change your mentality and do all of this. And I started following that. And at that time, I was in my prime. Like I had you know, mastered going to the gym every single day and being successful with that. I had mastered, you know, fasting every day for 10 to 12 hours and um, doing the things that I want to do. Right. That it wasn't like, I want to do this because she, he's doing it, she's doing I'm doing it because I want to do it. That was me too. Like when you worked with me, I had like a whole routine that I would do. Mm-hmm. Wake up and express gratitude for... Being able to and be alive and have a job yeah, to go to. Yeah. I would literally journal. I would make the intention to journal before my shift started. So I can carry on that positive energy throughout my shift. And it's just little things like that that will help you. And a lot of people don't realize that. No. They take stuff like that for granted. Like People will ask me like, oh, you know you know, I'm depressed. Like, what do you think I should do? And I'm like, well, I don't know your situation. You know, that's how I got into podcasting because from books, I went into the website and then I went into Amanda Seals Mm -hmm. and that helped me a lot, you know? And so I recommend, I always recommend like find something that is self-help and it doesn't have to be a book. Maybe you don't like to read, which is fine. Um, there's a podcast or there's audiobooks or there's even YouTube videos that like help you do little exercises here and there, but little things and, and, uh, 
add little things into your routine. Like you said, journaling before your shift at work. You know you might have, you know, it might be a stressful day, but, you know, the fact that you started your day off in a positive note and you kept that intention yeah, throughout the day. Yeah, it's all about starting your day with a positive message. Yeah. Because the minute you wake up and you're like, ah, oh, fuck this day, I don't want to get up, I don't want to go to work, that's the energy you're going to carry on through your entire day. Exactly. And it, it starts off with something as small as making your bed. Right. That was my thing for the, like... Now I make my bed, but for a while I wasn't making my bed. But when I first started it, I was like, I never realized how important it is to make your bed. Yeah. Because you start your day off and you're already organized. Everything, you're leaving your room and it's like, <sighs> clothes are where they belong. No, they bed s- is made. Someone mentioned this on Twitter too. And they were like, um, how they have to keep their room organized. And I'm like, that is, that is very valid. Because the room is a if you have your room ex- example of what looking, your mind is looking yeah, like. Yeah, looking all crazy, clothes everywhere, everything's all disheveled. Your mind is also gonna be scattered and disheveled and yeah. your thoughts are gonna be all over the place. You're not gonna have a clear mindset. Yeah. The minute you do that, you do organize, you almost get that immediately like immediate sense. Relief. A sense of relief. Like and then like going back to making your bed like when you come home from work and your bed is made and you know your room is organized like you said you already feel like ah my day is done i'm good mm-hmm. so a little little root things to put add into your routine will definitely help you start thinking positive and this is something that like i said earlier in our community like how you said a lot of um our older people they look at it and they're like i, I it's not that serious you know you need to calm down like you're doing a lot that right. But these little things are what's going to separate you from them. And if you really want to do the work to get better, you have to understand that you can't keep pleasing people mm-hmm. and doing things to get the okay from people. You have to learn how to steer away from the pack and be like, I'm going to do this on my own. And if they judge me, like how Jenny said earlier, how you're feeling has nothing to do with me. If you want to exactly. sit there and judge me, then judge me. Because guess what? I'm still going to be happy. It's cool. It is what it is. Like, and they're going to walk out the door and forget about that moment the next day. Like, it's not even going to be serious. And, which is more the reason why you shouldn't be sitting there exactly. harboring on that. Um, yeah, I definitely agree with all of that. And I want to add to the last question. Um, how do you stay thinking authentically to your true self? Um, it's doing the necessary inner work. It's making the intention to show up for yourself. Um, Show up for yourself. We definitely get caught up in these unnecessary routine. It's like mind numbing routines that you just continuously go through and you forget. Mm -hmm. You forget that you have to check in on yourself. You You need to check on your mental you need to like ask yourself, are you good? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like we don't ask ourselves these questions and we just continuously live in that energy and it fucks us up mentally. This is how people become in like they get in these depressive episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, check it really check in with yourself. It sounds so silly. It really does. It sounds really silly. Like, 
oh, I'm just going to sit here and ask myself these stupid but it, questions. But you can but it's sit very, there and ask someone. That's like, it's like, very I, beneficial at the end of the I day. I think of it like, okay, how am I going to go and be like, how was your day yesterday to someone else? And I'm not going to take that same energy to myself right. and be like, how was your day yesterday, boy? Talk to me like it is what it is. I'm like, what about this day affected you? But I feel like if you feel silly, like that goes back to playing with the whole like um, thinking about what other people are thinking right. of you, you know, and leave that leave, track. That's a hard thing to leave no, behind. It, it's difficult to get into the um, habit of doing these practices because I remember when I first started journaling, I was like, what am I supposed to journal about? I'm like, dear Jenny. Today was a great day. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like it literally has to feel authentic to you, to you. But so. you end up like through journaling. You end up. I love when I write journal entries, and then like a year or two later, I go back and I read them, and I'm like, Yeah, I did wow. that. I did that recently, and I actually went and I ordered the same journal, and I've been like journaling every day because it asks you all these open-ended questions, like, What do you do to heal? Ooh, um, which journal is that? It's by Alex L. Okay. She has a huge Instagram following and she like posts. Oh, it. yeah. You put me onto mm-hmm. her. Gotcha. And like it'll ask you to list your intent, like three intentions for the day. Um, it'll ask you, what are you thankful for? And then it'll be like, it'll ask you like what your high point of the week was and what your low, low point. point. So like you, th- it actually gets you in the habit of checking in with yourself. Like, the questions are already put on paper. Yeah. And it really, like, challenges you to, like, really think and dig deep. That's good. I want to get that. Yeah, I'll link you. I'll link you the, the Amazon. Um, I think for me, like, what I've been doing lately, besides my always, what I always say, trust the process, is, like, taking a step back and just being like, yo, is this, like... Like how you've been saying, like, am I going to let this affect me? Is this really bothering me? Is it that serious? That's one of the things that I keep telling myself. Is it that serious, bro? Mm -hmm. It's cool. It's cool. Like, your manager wants to be a dickhead? Fine. Okay, cool. I'm not a dickhead right now. I'm being good right now. So it is what it is. Like, and I just like, you're not going to ruin my day. (laughs) I've been telling myself, like, you know, you know, like how you said earlier too, like, what they're going through is not what I'm going through. And I don't expect you to understand what I'm going through. And I don't expect to understand what you're going through, especially if this is how you're expressing yourself about it. Um, And I'm going to leave it right there. Like, I'm not touching it anymore. It is what it is. I've been in situations lately where it's like the other person's energy is just super off. And I'm just like, off. I'm like, what? And the old me would be like, first of all, and now I'm just like. (laughs) You're like, nah. You know, and people are like, you're going to let him talk to you like that? I'm like, I'm not letting him talk to you. He's talking like that. That's him. That's like another thing too. Misery loves company. So like if you want to be miserable with me, I'm not going to entertain that. I'm going to let you sit in that filth. I'm like, what you're doing right now? Mm -mm." The biggest blessing you can give someone is a dose of their own medicine. You want to be miserable over there? Go be miserable. I'm not coming to, I'm not visiting you. I did that once before and I will never do it again. Exactly. That's what they want. It is what it is. And people, they'll be like, oh... You know, it's not, it's not that, like, 
it's not like you need to look at it like that. It really is, though, because if you want to do the work, you have to be critical about every single aspect of your life. You can't just be like, I want to get a job that pays me good money. Okay, but do you have the personality? Mm-hmm. Are you showing up to your own job right now and doing exactly what needs to get done? And this is another thing, too. People chase the dollar sign because they feel like it's going to be something that's going to fulfill them at the end of the day, like material things. I'm going to get this nice car because it's going to make me feel good. And it doesn't. At the end of the day, it doesn't. You still come home and you still feel like ass. If you don't feel like if you like you said, if you don't do the work, none of it is going to happen. None of it is going to happen. You have to be able to look inside yourself and like work on exactly what it what it needs to be. And there are people that are very set in their ways. Oof. They are so comfortable. (laughs) They are so comfortable in that darkness and they literally use it to justify everything that they do. Well, I'm this way because. Uh, And I'm like, no. Yeah, yeah. I'm having an aha moment right now. I was like, absolutely not. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I definitely can see that. I'm like, you're like that because you don't want to change. Ooh. I used to be one of those people. People fear well, I'm like this because... People fear change. People that's do fear change. And that's a crazy thing. That's a crazy thing. When things come up that feel unfamiliar to them, forget about it. I fear... I fear... I really do fear the, the same... or Not a routine. I don't fear a routine. But I fear being 20 years down the road and, and being in the same mindset, being in the same place in my life. Like... I don't know. Like, that's one of my biggest fears. Like, I want to be able to still be successful and and move forward in life and be a more content person with myself and, you know, have a clear mentality, have a clear understanding and so I can make the right steps and make the right moves. And I fear being 20 years down the road and being in the same exact spot I'm in right now. I don't know how people... Yeah, you want to see... Some people do it. It's like, you want to see what you need to work on? Notice how you... Um, treat other people. Notice how you treat other people. Notice how you react to other people. Take a look at your circle. Mm. Does your circle inspire you? Is your circle just a whole bunch of people? If you go to your circle right now and say, hey, I'm going to go burn this building, is anyone going to be like, what are you doing? Like, let's talk about this. Or are they going to be like, all right, bro, you're doing too much. Hands you the lighter. Yeah, like, (laughs) take a look at your circle because you are who you surround yourself with. If you surround yourself around negative people, you will be a negative person. You will have a negative mentality. It is very clear to understand that. I don't know. Can't make it any more clear than that. No, for sure. And this is why you have to be very selective with who you surround yourself with. Mm-hmm. And not not selective in a ghetto way. Like, I don't fuck with this. Right. You. It, it doesn't mean you don't fuck with this person. It just literally means, like, I can be in the same room with you, but we didn't walk in together and we're not leaving together. Right. We're leaving this energy right here in this moment in time. We're going to have these great memories. And that's about that. That's where we're leaving. Hmm. Um, do you have anything else you want to add? Um, Any tips that you can give anybody who's currently probably thinking down on themselves and wants to do better? Just find what feels authentic to you and makes you feel good. It could be as small as being in your room and blasting some music hmm. to um, elevate that that energy. Because sometimes we just... We're on we goal mode. Yeah, we're on goal mode. We don't take that time to take care of ourselves. And then by the time you realize it, it's already the next day. 
and you're and going you through left that, all that going, emotion just sitting yeah there. you're going through that same routine again mm-hmm. i second that I second yeah that. i'm like I'm, I'm going through it right now like finding that balance again because th- times have, have changed yeah. and situations in your life have changed relationships have changed mm-hmm. so it's like you constantly are in that cycle of like okay what am what am, what do i need to change what do i need to bring up and also realize you're human and just because you go, just because you go through a point where you're like constantly positive doesn't mean that you're not going to be like taken out of that mm-hmm. you just have to remember um to go back check yourself re- literally do a whole reset I got you. I got you. I Self-work think, is a repetitive thing. Like, yeah. you literally, it's an ongoing... It ne- it's a never-ending process. Yeah, it's an ongoing process. Yeah. So don't think that by reading a se- one self-help book, you're going to be you're like... You're done. You're going to be healed. And I know a couple of people who, who think like that. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, <laughs> you're, you're good not- for a week or two, but what you're not understanding is like, unless you're dealing with it all from your past to the present to even planning for your future... You're never gonna fully get there. And it's all about breaking generational curses. Mm-hmm. Distinguish your stuff from what your parents went through. You don't have to take that on. You don't. I think Realize a lot of people really don't. Yeah. That is a big thing that I do see with a lot of people that they don't understand. Like, um, like I, I was having a conversation with a, a friend the other day, and she was like, "Oh, you know, my mother is she's so negative towards me." Da-da-da. And I'm like, "But." You keep listening to her, mm-hmm. so you are just as as fault, or are you you are at fault as much as she is? Like, you need to understand your mother grew up different than you. She didn't grow up in a loving environment. She didn't grow up in a family environment like the environment that you're setting for yourself and your daughter. So you need to understand that going to your mother and asking her for advice maybe not be the best option. Right? Doesn't mean you don't love your mother. It just means you have a clear understanding of like, she didn't grow out the way I did. Mm -hmm. So if I do something that's completely out of the box for her, I'm automatically a bad person. I'm an unfit mother and I'm this and I'm that and I'm that. But it's not the truth. And you can't let, you can't buy into that. And you need to look into it for yourself and like do better for yourself in that aspect and not allow that energy around you and to consume your mentality. It's also about like having those necessary conversations with your parents. Sometimes you got to put your parents in check. Yo. I know I've, I've, I've definitely been there. I have definitely been there. I've had to do that a couple of times. Mm-hmm. I'm like, listen, I don't understand why you're trying to argue with me. I'm not fighting you. Mm-hmm. I'm not here to fight you. Yeah. For me, like, like I told you when I was 24, 25 and I was like thinking about everything and, and thinking about my past a lot. Um, you know, me and my mother had some serious conversations and I was mm-hmm. like, yo, I didn't appreciate when I was being raised the way this went down, the way that went down. And I'm like, and now I'm telling you, you really have to bring it up to them because, and she like, she apologized and she mm-hmm. was like, I never knew that that was affecting you. Like they that. don't realize it yeah. until you mention it to them and they try to like, um, brush it off, brush like, it off. Like not... it was nothing. Yeah. And I'm like, what do you mean? Yeah. And she was just like very, then, or, or the, that never happened. Yeah, oh, uh, that's not exactly how it happened. Uh, I, I don't care how exactly it happened. That's how I remember <laughs> it. And that's what's affecting me. So I'm going to need you to just and apologize. I, t- I literally tell my mother all the time. I'm like, you you and your brothers need um, therapy. I'm like, I can see that you guys have gone through so much. There's still a lot there that you guys need to work on that you guys hold on. And that's the thing that they deal with is they hold on to resentment. 
They haven't have family like that. They haven't released. Let it go. Yeah, they haven't released that. And my mom, like, I had this conversation with my mom today because it was brought up to our attention that our one of our my, my uncle is going through um, depression right now at at the age of fifty, and it's like you don't realize. All the shit that you've gone through in life. fifty years worth of <laughs> unpacking exactly. that you gotta do right now. And I'm like, you yourself should, you know, take the time to go to therapy. Use that and, as an example. Yeah, use that as an example and talk to someone because I know there's a lot of things that you need to release. Not only from when you were growing up, but from when you were raising us. Because mm-hmm. there was a lot of sacrifice there. Um, I think sometimes people forget that their parents are human. Right. You know, we put our parents in such and a high light. She told me she was. She told me she's like, "Well, I don't like to talk because it's gonna make me cry." And I'm like, I understand that, but you need to cry. I'm like, you need to let it go. Yeah, especially if you were never in a house that let you cry, you always look at that as a sign of weakness. I'm telling you, my father would be right away like. Don't you start crying. And I'd be like, I'm a cancer. Like, nigga, I'm emotional. The fuck? <laughs> like, I'm going to cry for any little thing. Literally. I'm a water sign. Scorpio. I'm like, I... it's going to happen. And he would just be like, lo hombre no llora. And I'm like, okay, well, I don't care. Like, I'm going to cry. And he would be so upset. Like, it was a sign of weakness for him. And I was just right. like, I can't not I had a moment cry. of release one time when I expressed to someone what I felt years ago that I couldn't express to them. I let that go and I let them know how they made me feel and I could not stop crying <laughs> and I couldn't understand it. I was literally like a river of tears, like ongoing and ongoing and ongoing. And I was like, I had a moment. I was like, I literally had a release. Yeah. I needed to let that go. And in that moment, that's when I let that go because I was finally able to express that. It was the craziest moment to me. I was just like, what the fuck? I didn't know I could cry this it was much. A, it was an aha moment. An aha moment, exactly. Yeah. All right, mi gente. Well, I'm going to go ahead and close this out. This, like all of our topics, we can go on for hours and hours. Hmm. Um, so I just want to leave everybody with that. Like uh, This episode, I really wanted it to be based around positivity. I know a lot of our listeners are probably going through it in whatever ways it may be. Know that you matter. Know that your life matters. Um, the actions that you take, you know, the actions that you take every day, like, it affects the bigger picture. And yes. you really, really do need to sit back and analyze. And if you have time to ask somebody how their day is going, ask yourself that first mm-hmm. before you hit up anyone else. Um, uh, these are topics that I love to talk about. So if anyone wants to have a discussion or just wants to have like a little vent session, let me know. Hit me up at the DM, freaking g.net underscore. I will gladly give you any tips or just share my experiences. Just let me know. All right. This is Closing Up Caldero Talk and let's head over to our next section, which is... A reposar. All right, this is the last part of the show. A reposar. 
This was a heavy episode, and I'm glad that we had this conversation. I'm so excited. I want to thank you for coming on. Thank you for you having already me. Know. Um, I want to give a shout out, obviously, to you for coming on and blessing us with all that knowledge oh, and dropping those gems. <laughs> um, I also want to shout out Nina, who's doing her thing out there. Yes, girl. I, I see you on Instagram. Yeah, I see the pictures, and I'm like, <laughs> living her best cute, life. Oh, with the kids and stuff. Yeah. Um, and uh, I want to continue to shout out all of our supporters who have been showing love. Make sure y'all cop that t-shirt. Y'all already know it's on sale right now for like $15. (laughs) Cop it, cop it, cop it. I'm going to need that t-shirt. We have a lot of plans coming up, so y'all already know. Um, Do you have any shout-outs you want to give? I want to shout-out Sofrito Speaks for having me on here. I've been an avid (laughs) listener. I literally went through an entire binge of season one just to catch up to season two. so good to hear. No, it was necessary. I was always like, oh, I got to listen, I got to listen, but you know... Going back to that little routine, yeah. I was like, so this is one of my things that I do as a self-care thing. I listen to podcasts, and I literally went through this entire binge. And so you I'm, heard it all. Yeah, I heard it all. And I am, I was like... <laughs> that season one was rough. I'm so glad you invited me on here because it was like conversations that I wanted to be a part of. And I'm like, yes, like yeah. I get it. There I was, mean, once I once I like thought of the episode, I was like, I, got, I, I cannot just have like anybody on. Like I got to talk to, like Jenny needs to be on this. And I would told Nina, I'm like, I'm going to have Jenny on. She said, what the fuck? Why don't we have her when I come back? And I'm like, no, let's do, do this. Let's like, do this. I'm like, I am ready. I'm going to have her on because There's I want to There's a lot of things that Nina talks about in her family life that I resonate with. Like, I told her one time, I'm like, why is Zunma my mom? <laughs> I'm like, why is Zuma my mom? No word of a lie, she gets that DM, like, all <laughs> the time. <laughs> So, Nina, when you get back, let's do this. Part two. Positivity part two. Um, any affirmations you want to leave everybody with? Any affirmations? Um, I would say... Eek. Yo. <laughs> Why did I just blank right now? Eek. I, 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 I can start off. I yeah, would yeah, say, yeah. Uh, for me, it's not just the process to speak, but it is... Um, Learn to appreciate the moments that you have with people, yes. you know, because you never know when someone can be gone. And even if you feel a way about someone, like, reach out, mm-hmm. you know, and understand that it might just be you. It really might just be you. But if you reach out and you appreciate those moments and, like, um, rekindle friendships or whatever the case may be, like... Learn to appreciate that. Like, you don't know how long someone's going to be here. Life is super short. I, like, you can literally die right now. You you know, hopefully you're not dying while you listen to this episode unless it's of laughter. Um, so, yeah, that's my affirmation for this um, week. So, my affirmation would be to be more authentic and vulnerable and have those necessary conversations with the people close to you because there have been conversations that I've been dodging lately and that needs to be had. Yeah. So... Do that. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, as you already know, my name is Rosales and I'm blasting off. Okay, Jimmy Neutron. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he does. <laughs> All right. See you guys. This is a nice episode. Hopefully, you'll hear me on another episode soon. Shout out your Instagram again. Shout out your Instagram again. Uh, Instagram, g.net underscore. So, guys, hit me up. Yes, yes. That was Sofrito Speaks, and we are out. Oh,
tuning into this episode of Sofrito Speaks. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Sofrito Speaks to keep up with all of our latest content.